Welcome to That's Good Sports. I am Brandon. I am very proud of Roger Goodell Perna. Holy hell, it must have been a wild weekend if I'm starting the video with that. Last Wednesday, Drew Brees received more backlash than I have ever seen a prominent player endure on social media for his tone-deaf comments about standing for the anthem. Today, five days later, he may now be one of the key leaders in the Black Lives Matter movement. I say, Drew, we need strong white men, powerful, influential, like you, to help us get the ball across the finish line. Plus, the Denver Broncos led a march in Denver and Derek Carr and I have something beautiful in common. And it is not our affinity for wearing makeup to make us look pretty. It is not. That's good sports. This is your daily NFL podcast of That's Good Sports. It's football that's good. Well, well, well. It looks like old Derek Carr and I are both having girls. I hate that I have more in common with the Raiders quarterback right now than any other QB in the AFC West, especially if we're talking about Horsecock Lock, but we need to be about unity more than ever. So I am happy for Derek Carr. Congratulations, Derek, but I hate to be the bearer of bad news. I have it on good authority. He is not the father. Rich people do have access to advanced imaging ultrasound during pregnancy. And this photo reveals what they believe Derek's daughter will look like at birth. Dear God, Derek, why would you leave your wife alone with Mark Davis? Now, I used my life savings to get the same imaging done for my little girl, and it is maybe equally disturbing. Now, DeAndre Baker's attorney, Ralph Vacciano, believes the armed robbery charges against Baker will be dropped. Now, it's not a big surprise that a guy who sounds like he's represented the mafia his entire life is a good lawyer. Vacciano. Remember the DeAndre Baker robbery story? God, that seemed like ages ago. If the charges are dismissed, Baker can begin uh, practicing with his team, but the NFL is still doing its own investigation to see if he violated the league's conduct policy, which should carry a suspension. Ah, yes, there it is, section 72.3 in the NFL handbook. Don't get arrested for armed robbery. Now, my personal preference, if I had to be unjustly beaten by law enforcement officers, I would want it to be the Miami PD bike response team. And I say that with zero sarcasm. Unfortunately, those biker dudes are not real. All of you have been duped by fake news once again. Those bikers were actually the gang of bikers that Lance Armstrong had to defeat to win the Tour de France, as noted in his ESPN 30 for 30. I mean, the other guys that were rivals, I didn't like them, and I didn't want to like them. I see these guys now, they're like shaking hands, being nice to each other. I'm like, you wimps, what are you doing? Now, Saints wide receiver Michael Thomas and one of the first players to speak out against Drew Brees' comments brought NFL players together to make a video to demand that the NFL admit that it wrongly silenced players during the National Anthem protests uh, Thomas got Tyron Matthew, Saquon Barkley, OBJ, and even Patrick Mahomes to speak in a very powerful video. It's been 10 days since George Floyd was brutally murdered. How many times do we need to ask you to listen to your players? What will it take for one of us to be murdered by police brutality? 
What if I was George Floyd? If I was George Floyd? What if I was George Floyd? 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 I am George Floyd. I am Breonna Taylor. I am Ahmaud Arbery. I am Eric Gardner. I am McCormick McDonald. I am Tamir Rice. I am Trayvon Martin. I am Walter Scott. I am Michael Brown. I am Samuel Du Bois. I am Frank Smart. I'm Philip White. I am Jordan Baker. We will not be silenced. We assert our right to peacefully protest. It shouldn't take this long to admit. So, on behalf of the National Football League, this is what we, the players, would like to hear you state. We, the National Football League, condemn racism and the systematic oppression of black people. We, the National Football League, admit wrong and silencing our players from peacefully protesting. We, the National Football League, believe black lives matter. 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 When I watched that video, I had two thoughts. First, Patrick Mahomes just pissed off a lot of racist Chiefs fans in Kansas. I lived in Wichita, Kansas for seven years, and that is the city that showed a 13-year-old me that racism in this country is very real. My second thought was, if the players get the NFL to do this, I will have real, and I mean real fucking hope for this country making a positive change towards correcting its complacency with racial injustice. And then, to my surprise, to everyone's surprise, I think, Roger Goodell posted this response. It has been a difficult time for our country, in particular, black people in our country. First, my condolences to the families of George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Ahmaud Arbery, and all the families who have endured police brutality. We, the National Football League, condemn racism and the systematic oppression of black people. We, the National Football League, admit we were wrong for not listening to NFL players earlier and encourage all to speak out and peacefully protest. We, the National Football League, believe black lives matter. I personally protest with you and want to be part of the much needed change in this country. Without black players, there would be no National Football League. And the protests around the country are emblematic of the centuries of silence, inequality, and oppression of black players, coaches, fans, and staff. We are listening. I am listening. And I will be reaching out to players who have raised their voices and others on how we can improve and go forward for a better and more united NFL family. Okay, Roger. Okay, Roger. At this moment in time, I am trying not to focus on why people are doing or saying the right thing. In terms of the bigger picture, I think all that matters is that more and more people are standing up for what is right and that people are being empowered to speak for what is right. Not only should the players be credited for using their voices in that video, but many employees of the NFL applied internal pressure to convince Roger Goodell that the NFL needed to do more. Credit to the Black Engagement Network for making their voices heard within the NFL and employees who run the NFL's social media outlets and video producer Brendan Minter who reached out to Michael Thomas on his own to get that video made. Minter DM'd Michael Thomas and immediately received a response from the receiver that said, 
I'm in. And that was reported by The Athletic. That's all it took to spark the production of one of the most impactful videos NFL players have made since the Von Miller sex tape. Now, many employees who made a stand and voiced their displeasure risked their jobs. That's an example of real courage. It took courage for Michael Thomas to agree to do the video and then recruit some of the biggest names in the game to contribute. It's a simple video with a powerful message. And again, it provides hope and unity. And I commend that both players and employees of the NFL who were not satisfied with the league's initial canned response to the murder of George Floyd did something to inspire action by Roger Goodell in the league. Maybe I'm being overly optimistic, but that gives me fucking hope. Now, some people will be satisfied with the NFL's response. Some will find a way to be offended, and some will state a true leader would have sided with the players when it was not easy to do so. When I look within myself, when I really dig deep, I ask, why is defensive holding still an automatic first down? I'm kidding, of course. All of our teams have benefited from that rule in crucial situations. Now this feels a little bit like 2017 again, when fans, and I hesitate to use the word fans because it's gonna be an insult to real fans, decided to boycott the NFL because its players were kneeling during the national anthem which I guess is disrespectful to the flag and to the troops in the same way that using any object for its function is disrespectful to that object. We have to circle back to Drew Brees though, because I'm not sure if the NFL does what it did had they not seen how quickly current and former players turned on one of its most beloved figures in Drew Brees. A part of Roger Goodell had to be like, if they're saying this shit about Breeze, what the hell are they going to say about me? Nobody likes me. People love Drew Breeze. Michael Thomas has forgiven Drew Breeze. I think that is also powerful because on Friday, it looked like Drew Breeze would be boycotted by his own teammates forever. Today, I learned that Shaq spoke with the Saints during their team meeting in the middle of all of this, and his message was, do not let the media divide you like they did to Kobe and me. And I think that statement applies not just to the Saints, but to all of us. Don't let the media make this into something other than what it is. And what it is, is standing up for everyone's right for justice. It's standing up to racism, and not just in this country, but it has turned into a worldwide movement. Drew Brees has issued multiple apologies, a written one, and then one, I think, everyone saw in the form of video on his Instagram account. I know there's not much that I can say that would make things any better right now, but I just want you to see in my eyes how sorry I am for the comments that I made yesterday. I know that it hurt many people, especially friends, teammates, former teammates, loved ones, people that I care and, and respect deeply. That was never my intention. I wish I would have laid out what was on my heart in regards to the George Floyd murder, Ahmaud Arbery, the years and years of social injustice, police brutality, and the need for so much reform and change in regards to legislation and so many other things to bring equality to our black communities. I am sorry, and I will do better, and I will be part of the solution. And I am your ally. Breeze, at the very least, is showing a willingness to understand and be educated by the men he calls teammates. 
Should he have done this years ago? Of course. Again, we can't know what's in a man's heart other than hardened arteries after years of drinking and a poor diet. But we can hold people accountable for their words and actions. And Breeze's actions have always been indicative of a good heart. We have to be willing to forgive in the right circumstances so that we can stand together. I can understand why the backlash against Drew Brees was so strong and severe, and in some ways I think it needed to be to get through to Drew. I think there is great power though in standing with someone who you disagree with, whose words brought real pain to you, who is now showing a willingness to try and change. I don't think that takes away from the cause or from the bigger picture. I think you can forgive like Michael Thomas and still realize we're not quite where we need to be. Hopefully, this empowers NFL players to stand together more fiercely and more united without fear of being picked apart and singled out for standing up for what is right. Drew Brees even reached out to one of his harshest critics, Shannon Sharp, and they had a private discussion over the weekend. And guess what happened? I felt better after talking to Drew because it took a lot of courage for him to reach out to me, Skip. It took a lot. A lot of people, when you criticize them, they, I'm done with you. I ain't got nothing to say to you. But it took a lot for him. And I look at him, and, and like I said, Drew, I said, time will tell. But I, I, I'm in your corner because I believe you can do this. I believe you can help us get to where we ultimately need to be. And at the end, that's all I care about. It's almost like when people take the time to talk one-on-one, man-to-man, woman-to-woman, man-to-woman, it's more effective and creates actual change. Now, after Drew Brees issued his apology video... Donald Trump attacked him on Twitter, saying Drew Brees should have never walked back his initial comments. Drew Brees responded by posting this message to Trump on all of his socials. Through my ongoing conversations with friends, teammates, and leaders in the black community, I realize this is not an issue about the American flag. It has never been. We can no longer use the flag to turn people away or distract them from the real issues that face our black communities. We did this back in 2017, and regretfully, I brought it back with my comments this week. We must stop talking about the flag and shift our attention to the real issues of systemic racial injustice, economic oppression, police brutality, and judicial and prison reform. We are at a critical juncture in our nation's history. If not now, then when? We as a white community need to listen and learn from the pain and suffering of our black communities. We must acknowledge the problems, identify the solutions, and then put this into action. The black community cannot do it alone. This will require all of us. I'm actually feeling more optimistic this week than I was last week. As a Broncos fan, I am beyond proud of the team showing up together to speak to the people of Denver and to lead a peaceful protest to get the message that Black Lives Matter to hopefully even more people. We are seeing real leaders emerge like Justin Simmons. Keep fighting the good fight. Keep fighting the good fight. I'm standing here today telling you hate does not drive out hate. More than 70 Broncos players, coaches, and other staff showed up for the protest this weekend. My friend Ryan Green was there covering it, and if you haven't followed Ryan Green on Twitter, I suggest you do. Now there are, of course, those who are still complaining. Lifelong Broncos fans saying they are done with the Broncos because they don't agree with players and the organization taking a stand against... 
racism. They don't agree with the organization taking a stand against racism. To those, I say good riddance. Give up your season tickets to more worthy team and player supporters. We don't fucking need you. The Jacksonville Jaguars also had many members of their organization lead a march, and we're seeing athletes in all sports make their voices heard, including Michael Jordan, who's committing $100 million over the next 10 years to racial equality, social justice, and greater access to education. If you are a real fan of sports, if you have taken joy in watching athletes like Michael Jordan, LeBron James, Von Miller, Michael Thomas, or dare I say, dare I even say Patrick Mahomes, and so many more, give yourself the chance to listen to them. That is the absolute least you can do. What makes me sad is the unwillingness for some to change or to grow. Drew Brees and his wife did some real soul-searching and are now speaking about how they were wrong, how they were blinded by their privilege. I think that is powerful. And admitting you're wrong without fear is a sign of growth as a human being. Thanks for watching another episode of That's Good Sports. Please subscribe here on YouTube. I'm on Twitter, Instagram, at Brandon Perna if you care to follow those social media accounts. This is your daily NFL podcast of That's Good Sports. It's football that's good.